This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Stock up with Bud Light for game days and check out Budweiser's limited edition Discovery Reserve. Please drink responsibly. They're going to run and get that boot. The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season. A baseball team that's on the way back. A college world series title. Stadium. I almost got fired because I went Willie the boss after I had a little too much sauce. This is the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. I mean, it's been like 10 days. You got you on know? that Mexico time, man. And it was two hours difference because they don't do daylight savings time there. And a different time zone. It is a different time zone to begin with. So it was... Two hours off, so, so are, you, are you two hours behind or two hours ahead? I two guess hours it's, behind. It's like behind. being in okay, Vegas yeah. or, or right. L.A. or something. So, wow. <laughs> so I was up early. I saw a lot of y'all's tweets and stuff. I was up during the show a lot of the time for about, like the last half of the show. I was up because I was up local time, like mm, six o'clock in the morning, which was like eight years, like sleeping until eight. But I was up at sunrise. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know. Well, did you did you enjoy your vacation? I enjoyed my vacation. And that's it, all that matters. I'm back to reality because we went to a all inclusive. You ever been to an all inclusive resort? I have not. No. It is like a adult Disney World. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, if you've never been to one of these babies, you need to go because they put this little armband on you. And I, I chewed mine off yesterday just to get back to reality because you lay around for a week and someone is there just constantly to bring you food and drink. And to, like clean, and to clean your room. <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. So, it's ridiculous. So you didn't really have to even get up to do anything uh, if you didn't want to. No. Just sit there and just wait for the garçon to come over there exactly. and help you out. You know. Sounds beautiful. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, and literally people would come around and yeah, I mean, there was someone constantly checking on you and making sure, hey, you need something else to drink. You need something else to eat. You need something, you know. Would you like another mojito, Mr. Kraft? Correct. Yes. Yeah. You even got that. You even got that respect when they were coming mm. around and gave you the Mister. Well, Senior, yeah, right. Senior, Senior Craft. There you go. <laughs> no, it was it was great. Uh, I'm actually kind of glad to be back. So, well, see, that's when you know you you did the perfect I, I, setup with well, your vacation. When you know it's like I got enough out of it, but I'm also ready to come is, back. It's home. weird because I, I come back. I'm here for. I'm here all of this week and part of next week, and then I'm on a a quick trip to louisiana with some some clients and then i go i'm gonna do the show from vegas i'm a i gotta go to vegas for a national trade show mm. i mean i'm like I, i'm gonna be i don't know how many states in like four weeks bunch okay. a lot of travel now how many how many, how many states are we gonna be in ty and then the next okay zero zero no well, you're gonna in be one. in one <laughs> yeah we're gonna be in one i'll tell you what boys this. i'll drive you over to oklahoma for lunch oh what and, a guy uh, thank you thank you so much so yeah that's the thing is tommy's over here oh, i was in mexico gonna get to go to no, vegas whatever i, don't, I like, have to go to vegas yeah you have to go to Listen, vegas what a sacrifice you're making thank you for your service how many times you've been to vegas none you've never been to vegas never been to oh vegas. we gotta fix that okay Ty, yeah how many well, times you've been to vegas zero 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 i gotta fix zero. that yeah all right i didn't realize that <laughs> Yeah, but yet you're going to Vegas. You could have had well, this a perfect setup listen, to bring listen, us along. Well, again, someone has to stay here well, and push these buttons. What do you in think Nick Mason's or, or, here for? Again, somebody <laughs> responsible has yeah, to stay here go. and push these buttons, or the show does not go on. I've been to Vegas a bunch of times. I'm going by. Listen, I'm going to a trade show 
the National Association of Broadcasters. Can I'm going to a convention by myself. You think that's a fun trip? But it's in Vegas, so I mean, going by yourself, you can make friends, right? I mean, well, I mean, when you go to the lunch tables there at there at those conventions, you can you can talk to some mm-hmm. other people and say. You know, hey, ever been to Arkansas? You know, just bring, just have some icebreaker. <laughs> That's a great way to, to break the ice. Yeah, ever been to Arkansas? Ever been to Arkansas? Something See, I like got that. shoes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't talk in a crazy accent. I have all my teeth. Yeah, so you, you can make uh, friends, I, Tommy. I, I believe I mean, you. Maybe we don't realize it here. I mean, because you know, Mexico and these resorts are filled with people from the United States. Of course, people would try to guess my accent. I don't. We're so used to it, right? We don't believe we have an accent here. You think it's just, you know, the way normal people talk? No one ever guessed Arkansas because they don't, you know, most people from around the United States, they don't even know Arkansas is part of the United States. Oh, yeah, 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 Arkansas. Yeah, yes. North Carolina was a common guess where I was from. North Carolina. Interesting. Well, I thought that was a North Carolina accent. No. What does what is that? What, is that? what does that mean? Yeah, what, what is a North Carolina accent? I don't know like what that means. But. Oh. Well, apparently we have an accent from this state. Okay. Well, I, apparently. Well, here's the thing too. It's usually when, at least I know when. He, not that it you happens. Don't, you don't often. realize it till you travel, and, and then people you point it out. Mingle with other people. Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. I was guessing somewhere. You know, they, I was guessing North Carolina from your accent. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, my accent. Hey, I remember as a kid going to trip, making a trip to Chicago, and people at a restaurant want bringing all the other waiters and waitresses around to hear my dad talk. <laughs> and it's not even like my dad has a really so, thick accent, but yeah, there's just it's almost like so, this new breed of people that they found when you start talking that way. So I was uh, trying to relax last week, and all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up. Apparently, Andy Hodges wrote a column about Daniel. Yeah, Gafford. that one, that was fun. So that that took part of my vacation up, that and then fun. Ty puts out this this bracket. <laughs> Pitting all the media against each other. Yeah, another another fun time. That's another what I'm saying. It's like so, it was our own spring break. What we else just, did y'all do to tear the house down while I was gone? Well, you'll just have to wait and find out. Wait till you go into your office and then you'll find out. No, it, it's that's the thing is it was all no holds barred when Tommy's wow. gone. Just see, you know, throw throw things against the wall, see mm-hmm. what sticks, and set some things on fire. You know, the, the classic thing. So. Yes. Y'all did well then. Yeah, I mean, we really got it going. Well. But the most important thing is both of those things were on the website, and so you know they got a lot of traffic. So yeah, that's yeah. really what it's about. So, but uh, but yeah, it, I mean, yeah, the, between the bracket last week, which you know, I, honestly, I was really pleased with the amount of media members that had a good sense of humor about it. Who didn't? I mean, I I, I didn't get the feedback you guys. Yeah, who, so who who had their panties in a while? I don't think can really. You, it, can there you was, tell me on the on the air? Well, I, no, Ty's the one, obviously, that was the the mastermind behind it. I think he said. And anyone maybe, listening this morning or listening to this podcast later, I knew nothing about this before I left the country. Yes, not this, that you care, but just disclaimer. And this is, and I will give full cre- disclosure. Cre- I knew nothing about this. Credit where credit is due. This was all Ty Richardson's doing. They had put out a national. I saw this bracket yeah. about the most annoying sports personality. So Ty and Phil on their show talked about it and said they want to put together one for just Arkansas. Right. Which Good idea. I thought it was it a is. fantastic idea. It is. And the Why thing, didn't we think of it first? Uh, because, you know, we're too busy not doing those I hadn't things. Been here, you know, maybe we. Yeah, did. that's right. Of course. I'm sure, we if you spawned, were here. Somehow we spawned this idea. Yeah, that's right. If you were here, How we would have really credit? got it going. Somehow we take credit. Exactly. But uh, they decided to put it together. They got 64 members of the media in Arkansas, which. You know, I would. Now, I, I will say some, some of these people <laughs> on this bracket tie. I had to go look them up. Some I, of them I did not know. Yeah, I didn't know them either. 
some of them. But you put the bracket together, so how well, did I you not know? Help. Them? Phil would send me stuff. All right. Other people would send me yeah. stuff. The only thing, the only thing that I know that the, the person I was missed, Otis Kirk was not on it. Right. And that yeah. was the, that was like kind of like the one slight but other and than that's that, i mean that's partially your fault i asked you is there anyone that i didn't include oh, so, you oh, looked so, it's my so no credit okay. but you get blamed i'm about to say i was throwing it all to you ty giving you all the praise and then you throw it back at me i who cares it, it just he wasn't on i, I thought it's a great idea but no it's a great idea and uh it ends today i guess technically but we that's all we tall. all know who the winner is for crying out loud it's such a landslide uh wally hall is the most oh, annoying I've, sports media member really in the state according really? to the votes according to the people how and the landslide. Ta- can only you tell who's winning? I, I don't know. I went back and no, yeah, anybody just can. look at the results. You can just you look okay. on the results tab, and it, it's got it for you. Let's see. Last time I checked, there was over It was a bunch 40, of, like 100,000 votes or something last time. So that's a little skewed, Tommy, in terms of how many people voted. <laughs> tell everybody that. <laughs> make it sound like 100,000 <laughs> people have went and voted in this it's thing. Forty six Over 4,600 have voted. See, you're not but, supposed to tell the... The total bracket You're supposed to make it sound like 100,000 people have he, voted. He's an honest man. An honest man, Tommy. Yeah, he's an honest man. He'll never sell an ad doing it that way. <laughs> He'll never sell an ad. Hey, well, okay, so Wally Hall, yeah, he wins on the land side, and uh, I made the Elite Eight as far as averages go. Yeah, so. Bart six. Pullman did not run away with this thing? No. Wally did. Hmm. And Tommy, then, do you like your first-round matchup? Who did that? Me who versus you, Bertaccini. Who, I think we all know who did that. Who do you think did that? The man who was the mastermind behind the I whole thing. I couldn't tell. When I saw this, I got a pretty good laugh out of this. When, <laughs> when I'm laying there, I'm laying there looking at the Sea of Cortez, and this pops up on my phone. And I'm like, "What in the hell is this?" And and then I realize who has done it, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" Yep. And and I'm going through this, and I couldn't tell at first, and it took me a while thinking about: it. Do I want to win this or do I want to lose this? That that was the kicker. That was the thing. I didn't know whether I wanted to vote for myself or not vote for myself. I, I couldn't. And I thought about it a while. Yeah. Because uh, that's really the, the, the... So some of the members, I think, would embrace being the most annoying. Like, they right. would relish in it. Yeah. I think someone like Derek Ruskin, who's second, runner-up next to Wally Hall, I think that oh, yeah. he, he would embrace being the most annoying Absolutely. person. So, but there's some people, I guarantee you, on there that they saw, they're like, well, I don't want to be annoying. And, of course, uh, Phil, for a while, was the least annoying person for a long time. I think somebody finally he's caught fairly, up to I mean, he's fairly new to the opinion game. <laughs> Well, there's, I mean, the talk show part of it. I mean, play by play people. They're safe. They're, they're, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Paul Eels, the late Paul Eels, <laughs> yeah. never gave a, he was loved by everyone because he never was in the forum of giving opinions. Yeah. It was more of just, you know, it was, calling report, it. It was reporting and play by play. Yeah. That's a good point. That's Phil a good point. is fairly new. What, eight months since September? Yeah. However many months that is, nine months, whatever like it is that. now. Yeah. Under a year. So that makes sense. By the way, giving opinions. Who's the least of as, as far as right now? Who's the least annoying? Evan Demiral. Who? Oh, uh, Evan Demiral. Demiral. Okay. Yes. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. He, well, you know what? That's another good pick too because he's also very unannoying. Not an, Who is uh, non-annoying, this, um, I should say. And you had her pitted against Chuck Barrett in round one. Dorian Kraft. <laughs> She's not the last name way I. Yes. Yeah, it's your name, same way. It's I your did. sister, right? <laughs> Never heard of her. Cousin. No. Twice removed, nothing? I've never seen no. anyone, and there's some other ones around the River Valley that aren't related to us. I've never met anyone else from Arkansas that spells their last name the way I do. Really? With a K? They usually spell with a K type craft? Really? You don't meet many that's true. crafts? How well, many other crafts have you met in? Other than Dorian, that's the only one. So. You ever met her? Yeah. 
I've never met her. She's a THV, I believe, and out of Little Rock Sports Report. Where's she there. from? I bet she's not from Arkansas. I don't. I know she went to Kentucky for the university. Like mm-hmm. You went to, so she's a, another reason not to meet her. I'm about to say, you guys may not get along mm-hmm. if that's the case. Follow the show on Twitter at HitThatLineAR. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Now he does a tightrope act. Boy, Houdini's in the house. We're number three, and nobody's home to watch that house. Touchdown, Hogs! So we've been talking a little bit about the NCAA tournament so far at this point. You have the final 16 teams, and it's almost a chalk when it comes to the seeds as the only ones that have made it that aren't a 1-2-3-4 seed is Oregon, who's the 12 seed. They'll take on Virginia, and Auburn from the SEC will take on North Carolina. They were able to smoke Kansas, really not used to seeing something like that. But as great of a storyline as it is as far as for Duke and for all these other teams that if you were a higher seed, hasn't really been any major upsets. I got to tell you, the fact that the SEC has four teams in the Sweet 16 right now, so a fourth, a quarter of the Sweet 16 are teams from the SEC. You have a possibility of all of them making it to the Elite Eight. Of course, you do not have the possibility of all of them making it to the Final Four because Auburn and Kentucky would face each other if they got to that point into the Elite Eight. But still, you're seeing really solid performances by these teams. And once again, as we've talked about all season long, how the SEC has elevated their game and how there were three, maybe four teams that could legitimately make a run at the Final Four, we're still seeing that right now. And it's what's crazy is you have storylines that are different about all of them. You have LSU, who doesn't even have their head coach right now, who's suspended indefinitely with Will Wade. Don't really know what what's going to happen with them, but it was a fantastic game with LSU and Maryland, too. They ended up LSU get the vic- got the victory there. You had Tennessee, who almost blew a 25-point lead. 25-point lead against Iowa. Now, they held on in overtime, but that was an ugly matchup from them. Kentucky has just done Kentucky things. I know Wofford gave them a little bit uh, of, a, of a tough go there, but they still got the victory there. Auburn, they were able to beat Northeastern handedly. Then they smoked Kansas, so they've been playing really well right now. Still going off of that high from the SEC tournament and rolling in. And it's just amazing to me that we're looking at it right now with all these SEC teams, yeah. especially the ones not named Kentucky, still fighting, still carrying on, and still making it in the NCAA tournament. All right, let's do this. Uh, get the bracket there in front of you. Let's, yep. let's rank these teams in likelihood 1-4 to four of making the Final Four. Of making the Final Four. Okay. Right. All right, so if we start with LSU... Or you want to start with just the rank well, one I mean, through four? I mean, okay, so. obviously, you know, if you're just right. throwing teams at, you may say Kentucky based on talent. And talent, yeah. Coach, maybe, maybe you'd say Tennessee, or maybe LSU might have the most talent. Yeah. But you also got to take into consideration the teams that are left in their region. That's so. right, and teams that they'll more than likely face. As far as that goes, I, you know what? I would honestly have to put Kentucky at number one as being the team that would be most likely to make the Final Four. Kentucky plays Houston. Houston's first... Uh, Sweet 16 appearance in, what, 30 years. I, I was watching that game last night. Kelvin Sampson, man. And the first time, I guess, since uh, Elijah won that they've, they've gotten this far in the tournament. Been a long time. But, yeah, they. I mean, Kelvin Sampson's got it going. But, and then if they win that one, they'll have to face the winner of North Carolina and Auburn. So if Auburn went, beats North Carolina so, somehow, I mean, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. But I just feel like Kentucky is better set for that. Yeah. Then so, after that, yeah. I'd have to probably go with – I have to go with Tennessee. Because they have Purdue. If they win that game, then they'll have to play the winner of Virginia and Oregon. Now, Virginia's got one of those electric defenses that can just stifle you in ways that you've never seen before. But Tennessee, you know, because Virginia's also shown that they can't advance very well in tournaments if they go against a team that can shoot very well. So I'd say Tennessee's there at two. After that, I'd put LSU 
Actually, you know what? I'd put Auburn. I'll put Auburn, and I'll put See, LSU last. See, I've got Auburn least likely because they have to play North Carolina. Right, and which is completely valid. I mean, that because North Carolina's playing really well, but Auburn's just right now, they're on a roll, man. No, they are just smoking but, people. But there's something, I'm going to tell you, this little break, you go back home. Good point. Everybody's patting you on the back. Everybody's telling you how wonderful you are. You get time to decompress a little bit, to think about it. Can you keep – it's one thing to be locked up as a team in a hotel – you go play your game, it's us against the world, all of that stuff. But then you get time to to mentally process all of this stuff. Can you keep that same confidence and energy and focus going for another weekend? Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're taking on a team like North Carolina. Yeah. Now, Bruce Pearl's as good as there is about rallying his team. Can you do it with a four day gap in here? I don't I'll be very interested to see how Auburn comes out against North Carolina. We see teams all the time and every year. Some teams do great at this. Some teams do terrible. Where they don't even look like the same team from one weekend to the next when they get to the Sweet 16. So we'll, I'll be interested to see which team can carry it over to the regionals this weekend and whether or not they kind of mentally fall apart. So you have a Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, Auburn, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, and I, I just have and the- some of that's just based on who they're playing in this Sweet 16, this this regional semifinal. Um, Kentucky's playing Houston. That seems to me to be the most favorable matchup of the SEC teams. Kentucky yeah. beating Houston. Although Houston looked very dominant yes, they in did. their game yesterday. Tennessee playing Purdue. I think that's a, a matchup that that um, that is winnable for Tennessee. LSU, I, this LSU-Michigan State, I, I, I think that could be maybe the best game of all of the regional semifinals. That's potential to be. I mean, LSU is so athletic. They just got dudes, man. Yes. yes they and then do. I think Auburn's, you know, Auburn's the, the real true underdog in all of this. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee and Kentucky are the favorites, right? I don't sure. know. I mean, I don't know what the betting line is going to say with LSU and Michigan State when it comes out. Maybe it already has. That game is going to be pretty close to even. Mm-hmm. The only thing about LSU, though, is that they've won really, really ugly in their two games. I know they still won, but it was a tough bout against Yale, and it was a mm-hmm. tough bout against Maryland. So I, I can only assume it's even going to be a tougher bout against Michigan State. Maybe they'll find a way, but mm-hmm. it'll be a tough go for that. But, yeah, the SEC's performing really well. And if they get – well, imagine if they got three of the four teams in the in the Final Four. Just <laughs> – everybody would be coming out against the SEC bias. But you know what? It wouldn't be surprising if three of those four teams made it to the Final Four, that's for sure. Let's go to the phone lines. Justin is in Indianapolis. What's going on, Justin? Hey, John. Hey, man, I, I really appreciate you guys uh, doing your show every morning. I appreciate As you a, listening. Uh, transplant a Razorback up here in Hoosier land. But <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to make a point about Mike. Uh, I love what he, you know, he's a great ambassador all this. And I know this has been done to death. But if you translate what he's done in basketball to the football field, he has what two tournament wins in eight years? That's correct. If this was a football coach with say a two and five bowl record in eight years of Arkansas, would he still be there? Well, that's similar to I what mean, Houston Nutt had for a while. There was a two and five bowl record, but uh, I see, I see your point, though. I see your point. Uh, I see three football schools out of the last or out of the last four SEC teams remaining: uh, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. And we clearly uh, have put up with mediocrity for so long. I don't. I don't think we're ever going to get out of it unless there's a change made. Uh, 
it's it's I'm I'm angry and I'm sad about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've had too much coffee this morning too, but <laughs> uh, I don't see how we can continue with Mike uh, <clears throat> going forward. Bruce Pearl, look at what he's done at Auburn at a football school. You see the basketball facilities there. Uh, I'm not saying hire Pearl, but there's a Buzz Williams out there. There's the Chris Beard at Texas Tech. They're going to be scooped up by major programs, and they'll be winning there too. Um, and yet, here we are with what 16 losses this year. 16. Think about that. 16 losses in year eight. Yeah. For Coach Anderson. Yeah. Well, and Justin, uh, the, the the whole thing that I've said on this show, and I think that uh, we're going to continue to discuss it as the week goes on, is what I make, think makes it worse for Razorback fans, and probably makes it worse for you, at least what it sounds like, is seeing these other schools in your own league either making it to the Sweet 16, like the Auburns and the Tennessees and the LSUs, or you see these programs like the Texas A&Ms and Alabamas that are not basketball schools, but they are firing right. coaches who actually have had just as much, if not more, success than what Mike Anderson's had. And they're right. saying, no, that's not acceptable enough. We need something that's better than that. And it kind of feels like almost yeah. in some ways that Arkansas is behind the eight ball. They're like, okay, well, what are you waiting on? If these other programs are saying they're committed to winning at a higher rate, where are you at right now, Arkansas? Yeah, I mean, does he have a plan to get out of this mess? I mean, it's, it's completely unacceptable, and I see a lot of Razorback fans. I don't really get on Twitter that much. I'm not, a, a, but I do see the responses to, to some of the things calling for Mike's head, and it's just asinine to think that they're still wanting this guy back in year nine with no. I mean, I don't see any potential for a winning season next year. Uh, I see another NIT at best, and here we are, 18 and 16 in year eight. I just, uh, I'm over it. Uh, Virginia Tech is in the Sweet 16, guys. Think about that. <laughs> uh, I, I got nothing else, guys. I just wanted to say this, and I really appreciate your time. Thank I you. Appreciate the phone call, Justin. I mean, I, I'm telling you, it, it's like when they see when people see what these other teams in the conference are doing and trying to make their well, programs did. better. Shows you what's possible, right? I mean, that's what frustrates it because so people who say, "Well, Arkansas can't get back to that point," well. Other teams that were never at that point are trying to get back to that, or trying to get to that point, period. Why can't you try to get back to it? And so that's where Razorback fans are at, is they're seeing other schools. Like, you're you're talking about Auburn. Auburn has, a, as far as program right now, Auburn has a better basketball program than Arkansas. LSU has a better basketball program right now than Arkansas. We'll see how healthy it is after Will Wade leaves, or when he's no longer there. But Tennessee has a healthier basketball program than Arkansas. These are the things that just makes Razorback fans for a because for a while there it was like okay well it's Kentucky and everybody else as long as Arkansas and then maybe Florida and and South Carolina whoever was up there that all worked out but now you're talking about it to where everyone's elevated themselves but you well it comes down to coaching I mean Rick Barnes Calipari Bruce Pearl would we even have a conversation about a comparison between them and Mike Anderson if. What? Which one's better? Oh, I mean, no, yeah. I mean, no maybe, with Will, maybe with Will Wade, you would. Yeah. I mean, but Will Wade's experience level versus Mike Anderson's is yeah. really what, you know, if, if Will Wade had 17 years of head coaching experience, maybe that conversation would be different. I mean, look at the three of the head coaches, and in Will Wade's not even coaching his team in the Sweet 16. Haven't even coached his team in the SEC tournament or the NCAA tournament at this point. I, this league has elevated the level of coaching across the board. 
with guys we just mentioned other than Calipari. These are all guys that have come into the league, you know, recently during Mike's tenure. The demand by the fans, the demand by these institutions to elevate their game based on the inflow of money into this league, the demand by the commissioner's office to elevate the product has been there. And Arkansas was ahead of the curve for a while, and Arkansas had one of the better coaches in the league at a time. I I just don't know that you can say that anymore. Arkansas has been lapped. Yep. Now, could Mike catch up? He's going to have to do it in a hurry. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. But Mike's falling behind. I mean, there's just no question. Subscribe to Hit That Line on iTunes. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Give us to Alex Collins straight up the middle. And Collins on the run. They won't catch him. Alex Collins is going to take it all the way to the house. Touchdown, Arkansas. 80 yards. Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Good morning, Tom. How was the weekend, my man? Oh, it was a fine weekend, man. Pleasure to be on with y'all. Sorry for the uh, scheduling competition. Hey, nay, no problem at all. No problem at all. Well, let's just break it down. We'll start with the basketball team there, Tom. They they end the season against NIT, lose 63-60 to in what was a tough matchup. You know, me and Tommy were talking about it. It feels like that would have been one of those games that if they had Daniel Gafford, they probably would have won that game, would have kept advancing. But uh, what would you make of that ending to the season and that game in general against Indiana and Bloomington? You know, it was going to be a tough assignment. I haven't already beaten Indiana this year, of course, they play without Romeo Langford, but I feel like they had the, uh, with Juwan Morgan and some other dudes, Deron Davis, they, they had the interior advantage against Arkansas for sure. Took advantage of it from time to time. Um, you know, if they hit some free throws late in the game, Adriel Bailey hits a bunny, they have a chance to win it. Um, I just think that they played with a little bit more freedom. Their spacing on the floor was better uh, without Gafford. But um, I don't know. Sustaining that without him w- was tough. Uh, they just needed to shoot a little bit better against Indiana and would still be playing today. Conversation all morning long from, from fans that have called us and seems to be where they want to dominate the conversation is the future with the program in regards to Mike Anderson. What what are you hearing and what are your thoughts about where this goes over the course of the next few days with, with Mike? Um, well... Obviously, you, you have to have the serious conversation. Are, are we going in the right direction? You know, what, what can we do to improve this program? <clears throat> and we talked about it on here a bunch of times. Um, I'm not hearing anything imminent. And uh, I think we got a glimpse of what Mike can certainly show Hunter Yurchay. Hey, you know, you know, we went on the road and won at Providence uh, against the Big East school with kind of the future of what the program has so they certainly have to get some big men in to help out but you know i think at guard they're doing pretty well and um we projected arkansas to be 10th in the sec and i think they finished ninth um it was it was a dip i think razorbacks were fortunate to get dan gafford back and um we'll we'll see what the administration decides from this point forward now, Tom, this is also something I think is fascinating as far as where Razorback fans feel about Mike Anderson and the current situation with the basketball program. Seeing the other teams in this conference, like four of the 16 teams left in the tournament, making it to that point, seeing how Alabama fired Avery Johnson, Texas A&M fired Billy Kennedy, coaches that you may have had equal success or better success than Mike Anderson, those programs are looking for changes to upgrade their programs. 
Do you feel like that that's making it worse for Mike Anderson and the current situation of the program, seeing how the other teams in this conference are elevating their games with coaching changes? Well, every situation is different. In every SEC school, you can't apply the same uh, dynamics to what's happening at Arkansas to these other places. I mean, in my view, Billy Kennedy took A&M to, what, two Sweet 16s in the last four, five years? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see enough there to make a change. I mean, and they're going to be throwing big money at people and probably paying a solid payout. Um, Mike Anderson has a big buyout at this point, and we've heard Hunter Juracek's stance on, you know, massive buyouts. You know, he doesn't like them. So uh, I, I suppose what he hears from Mike in the coming days will determine what the future of this program is going to be. And, you know, when you when you look at the roster for next year, you look at, you know, where Mike can make improvements, it looks as though he's going to have to probably eliminate some players in order to make some room to, to bring in some JUCOs, to bring in some grad transfers, to to really build this thing out to make, to make it a tournament team for next year. Well, they got to get some big guys in. There's no doubt about that. And you would hope that the ones that they want to return are all, all come back and that you develop, you continue to develop the Reggie Taneys and the, and the Gabes um, uh, Adriel Bailey would be a senior, uh, and and you'd hope that you could get a shot blocking defense defending type guy. And they've got to be a better rebounding team. When I was watching some of the games last night, like Houston, there just seemed to be so many instinctive rebounders on the floor who, on missed shots, maybe two guys are flying at the ball. And I just did not see enough out of Arkansas from an instinctive rebounding standpoint. They have got to upgrade right there. That that's that's one of my biggest takes of the off season is. Be, be a stronger, uh, more, you know, and I keep saying instinctive, but that's the word mm-hmm. for it, knowing directions of shots and, you know, timing and all that kind of stuff. Soon with Tom Murphy of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette right now on the Morning Rush. Tom, switching it over to the baseball side of things, it was kind of a weird weekend for Razorback baseball going against Alabama. They got the series victory, but they won very convincingly in Game 1, got absolutely smoked in Game 2, and then smoked Alabama in Game 3. It was a really up-and-down weekend for the Razorbacks, but still got a series victory. Yeah, up-and-down week. I mean, Dave uh, threw his a bunch of freshmen against Texas in Game 2 on Wednesday last week. Um, and uh, Texas closed out with their best pitchers, and it turns out, you know, um, Cole Quintanilla wasn't available on Friday because he pitched uh, almost three innings, I think, against the Razorbacks, and they had a two-to-nothing lead going to the ninth inning and blew it with another guy who wasn't their closer at TCU. So they went and lost the Friday game, and that's what uh, Dave Van Horn was trying to protect against was what if he was in a two-to-nothing game on Friday at Alabama You'd want to have, um, you'd want to have Matt, uh, yeah, Cronin. You'd want, you'd want to have Cronin available, and it turns out he was, but didn't they didn't need him. So it, it really was to be shut out was a little bit stunning for this team, and it looks like some hitters are coming on, like Fletcher's coming on. You know, Jacob Nesbitt has really settled in at third base, leading the team in hitting. Um, Arkansas could have actually gone the whole weekend without using its best bullpen guys like Cronin, uh, but wanted to get them some work yesterday. Cops and Cronin really, and Costy Shock all closed out really well. And it turns out now they're going to a Missouri State team. I took a look at them today. Did you guys take a forward glance at Missouri State yet? Not, not hadn't broken it down yet. Not yet. No. Missouri State. Well, well, let me just yeah. let me let me tell you. Five and sixteen, they're hitting like two oh five. They're they're hitting in the low two hundreds. 
which ranks about 200 and something. I, it would shock me. <laughs> They're hitting 206. They rank 291 in the country. Just really surprising. Yeah, because the they've been nationally seen, good in, in recent years. They have years. been really good. Yeah. And it just seems like they've kind of had just a little bit of a dip. You know, uh, we saw all the pro prospect guys they've had on their team in recent years, but uh, the Razorbacks should be able to go in. I told you guys on Thursday, I, I think that if – they went four and two on this road trip. It would be pretty good. And so, if they win this game, they will be four and two on the road trip. All right, uh, real quick before we go, football practice resumes tomorrow, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Practices this week. Media going to be allowed to watch some of the practice on Tuesday as uh, the Hogs are off spring break. What are you expecting to see this week as the Hogs uh, move closer to their uh, to their red white game in early April? Well, just uh, maybe an upgrade from the offensive execution and. One of the big themes of this spring so far has been the defense has been winning. Well, in the one major scrimmage, you could have made the case the offense won, if not for uh, some fumbles that were later on in the scrimmage. And since they've had so many guys dinged up at running back, uh, some of the uh, freshman or walk-on guys fumbled it. So you can say that goes against the offense for real, but not against the front line. So maybe that's inspiration for the offense to – you know, play a little bit better, execute more cleanly in the coming days and try to win back the belt, so to speak. But uh, they've tried to spice things up with that belt, and you could see the defensive guys were all over that with Jarquez McClellan bringing it into the last interview session. But, uh, you know, the offensive line continuing to heal up and play a little bit better uh, and, you know, just trying to play faster on defense. Your number one source of local news and information you need. Like the Bud Light Morning Rush podcast? Check out the Halftime Pod at hitthatline.com.